Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easiest lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi everyone, welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. I'm here today with Penny. So hi Penny, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, of course. So tell me a little bit about uh, which parents served, which branches, uh, since you've got a couple branches (laughs) and things like that. Um, So my dad, Christopher, uh, he served in the military. He'll be really upset if I don't get the number right, but I think he <laughs> served 24 or 23 years in total. Um, but he started right after high school, um, like 1985 to 93 in the Coast Guard, and he was aviation survival man, and we lived in Oregon at the time, and that's where I was born. Um, and then he joined the Marine Corps um, for six years. Um, there he was a parachute rigger, secondary, and then also a reconnaissance marine first force reconnaissance company. Um, and then he actually got out of the military, and then once 9-11 happen- happened, he joined the Army National Guard for Connecticut, because that's where he was living at the time. Um, and he was in the Guard, I think, 11 years mm. um, in the infantry Um, And that's where he was injured. He was injured in 2010 in Afghanistan. Oh, wow. So what kind of, I guess, where did you, like, live throughout that journey? What what was it like growing up in that? Um, So we, uh, I was born in Oregon. I had a twin, I had, I have a twin brother (laughs) um, where we, my dad was in the Coast Guard. And then we moved to California and lived on the Pendleton base, I think it's called, um, where he was a Marine. And then he moved to Connecticut um, to join the Army National Guard. Um, I didn't live with my dad until, I, I lived with him until I was five. And then we lived together again when he got injured. Because um, when he got injured, it was like right before I was graduating high school. Um, and he was in the hospital at the Walter Reed Army Medical Center in Washington, D.C., and he needed a non-medical attendant. So right, like, week after I graduated high school, I flew out there, and I worked as his non-medical attendant at the hospital for, it was like about six months. Just live, I lived in a hotel, and then when he was able to be an outpatient, he lived with me in the hotel. Um, so that was a great experience because um, I never really got to live with my dad, and so we got very, very close <laughs> <laughs> with that. Um, and then at the time, he was from Connecticut, so I just ended up moving up to Connecticut with him, which then he moved to Florida like a year later to have a <laughs> house built for his needs. But Yeah. What is it like, kind of, did you have plans after graduating high school, like, this is what I'm going to do, and then... Yeah. All of your plans changed? Yeah, at the time I was planning on, um, I was trying out for basketball teams to play college ball, um, and I was going to stay in Wyoming. Um, So I really never planned to go 
to DC or come to Connecticut. At that time, I had you know my friends, a long-term boyfriend, and I kind of just left and just worked with my dad. And then I took about a year off, and then moved to Connecticut and went and tried to start college. I wasn't really sure about college, mm-hmm. um, so I just gave it a try. And then I think a year into college, I heard from Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, someone um, from the Wounded Warrior Project that I saw like every day when we were in the hospital. She was like, you know, there's people out there that will help you pay for your college. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really believe it at the time, but then Well, she, and it's like 2010 yeah, to 2011 yeah. then, around then, and yeah. it's like, you don't really know about all of that yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. even now, some of it you have to really search to find. Yes. Yeah, so this lady uh, reached out to Rebecca, and then Rebecca contacted me, and I was like, I was like, well, what? You're paying for my college? <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, unbelievable. Oh, my gosh, I know. And just the the family that comes with the scholarship yeah. is insane because you don't just get the scholarship. You get an entire family with you, and they're so supportive of everything, and all of your decisions and I mean obviously not everyone has the same college journey so it's yeah very adaptable to oh they were need. yeah Rebecca and Cannon were great they were like anywhere you want to go if you want to live in the dorms mm-hmm. we'll pay for that food uh, books it was unbelievable and some yeah. scholarships just cover tuition yeah and tuition's great but you know everything else just adds up yeah. like books and if you live in the dorms and you know food and oh it's crazy it all adds up yeah yeah they're great and they're helping my sister out right now yeah she's in school and then they were talking about helping my other siblings out it's just like unbelievable yeah like no greater sacrifice is like the best organization oh I agree hands down and like I mean even with the podcast and stuff Rebecca and Cannon and everyone has been so supportive of like literally everything when I'm like Rebecca I need help she she helps me like that's awesome (laughs) I know and you know just thinking about it like I mean our dads made an insane sacrifice Mm -hmm. and then for someone to come and help us out like we did nothing (laughs) I mean you you were his NMA but that that's something but you know still like we we did nothing compared to what they did yeah. Yeah, and they're always still now. They're like, "What can we do to help him? How's he doing?" Yeah. Because he's still going through. He's doing a like a five week pain program right now. Yeah. And it's been what like twelve years, and he's still going through. Oh, it never. Yeah. It never goes away. Yeah. It's so it's so hard to, you know, like I love my dad. Like my dad, I've always been a daddy's girl. Mm. Uh, you know, since I was even, like, in the womb, my mom said, like, <laughs> I would be around, like, because I was a deployment baby, so I was yeah. always around my dad, so, but when my dad would come around, my mom said, like, I would flip and turn and so be funny. crazy, like, That's awesome. um, but I've always been a daddy's girl, and so it's hard, like, you know, seeing this process and seeing, like, you know, everything and how everything unfolds and even... I mean, he was injured in 2011, so we're, 
we just hit our one year mark and no, or ten year mark. Sorry, in November, I'm a little mm. tired. Numbers are hard right now, but <laughs> um, we just hit our ten year mark, and so it's like you know to see how much progress we've made, but to see yeah. how much progress you know there's still left to yeah. make, and how much progress you know will potentially never be made. That's, too. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, it's been like you said, so long, and you're still going through the same thing that you were then. Yeah, so. and like there's some things where it's like technology is so advanced compared to ten years ago. Like there's so many different different treatments and ways. Yeah. Like, my dad had an open wound on his leg. Um, so when he, he stepped on the ID and it, it completely blew his, the inside of his leg. And so from his ankle to his groin on his left leg, it just completely ripped the skin, tissue, muscle, everything, nerves. Um, and his other leg was just straight amputee. But um, he, had an, he did a skin graft on his left leg to, to save it. And there was a wound that just would never close. Like three years would never close. And we're finally getting it to close. Wow. And we've done like uh, dermatology put fish skin on it to try and help it wow. close. They've put, now this is, this blows my mind how technology works, but um, a placenta on it because of the stem cells in it. To regenerate yeah. the cells and stuff, and so he's done that a couple times, and like it's finally closing Working. up. Wow! And so yeah, it it shows that process of, you know, three years to close up one wound, like you know, and sometimes those, they never close, they never go away, yeah. and so I mean, our big thing is the legs never going to grow back. Yeah. <laughs> like obviously, things like that don't magically happen, and you have to learn to work around and. Yeah. you know be able to handle all of that but you know some some of these effects of war never go away yeah wow that's amazing i'm glad it's closing up though oh i know oh, right God. oh my goodness sorry i didn't even mention what happened to my dad oh yeah what? i didn't he, think of he, that he um yeah. his vehicle got uh blown ran over an ied oh wow um, and it blew up and he um lost one of his legs. <laughs> I should know which, which one. Leg? Sorry, Daddy. Love you. Um, but below the knee, and then he mm-hmm. had, I think, nerve damage, left arm. He had to get his um, pelvis fused, um, or neck and spine fused. He broke his pelvis. He had, like, a bowel obstruction. His retinas detached. Wow. Um, he has a TBI now. Right. Um, but just he has like he look like if you see him and that's what a lot of people mistake they think he looks all right mm-hmm. but he really like his he can't move with his neck and his back he can yeah. refuse he's like in this tremendous pain all day but he just does a great job at like masking it yeah and I think a lot of like um, the guys and gals who come back wounded they they just figure out how to do that so well yeah. to where it's like I mean after or living with you know my dad for so long like I can tell when he's in pain and stuff yes. but you know if you're just out and about and you see him like you might never even notice that yeah. you know the constant pain that's always there yeah. and you know obviously so many people do that they just cover it up like it's not I mean obviously you can't cover up like yeah. you know missing a yes. leg like you you obviously yeah. see that 
But, like, I mean, you can put pants on, but <laughs> my dad only wears shorts. He does Mine not wear too. pants. Mine too. Mine only wears shorts, too. Yeah. I mean, even in the middle of winter, he will still yeah. wear shorts. Um, like an actual winter with snow, not Florida winter. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, they, you know, and it, sometimes it's hard to, to be like, okay, I'm not in pain. I'm doing fine. But, you know, obviously once you start to to notice those things it's, yeah. it's weird and then TBI on top of that and that you know TBI is something that you cannot necessarily really heal either yeah so yeah. like the um the whole like wound stuff like you can you can close that we can figure out ways to close mm-hmm. that but TBI is not not reversible yeah compared to all to that cope with it yeah yeah and you have to figure out ways to to learn to live your daily life mm-hmm and uh, yeah and he's he's working on that right now with the pain because the pain you know kind of exaggerates like how he's feeling yeah and affects it so he's trying to manage that yeah so after caring for your dad for so long and you know building that relationship with him like that you never had Mm -hmm. um what is it like then being like okay kind of have to like draw a line here and be like I have to live my own life too like I'm I'm an adult now like what is that like um so like just being on my own now yeah like having the not having the relationship and then having the relationship and then realizing that you have to to be on your own and live your own life oh yeah yeah it was really hard at first because well I like didn't have the relationship with him and then we got really close from yeah. me taking care of him like I had to do his doctor's appointments his, his laundry <laughs> his food his medicine push him around which I didn't do a great job of that I might have run him into the wall times, <laughs> but we got it together um and just hygiene too helping him with that so that was like from not doing that or from doing that and then not doing that it was a hard transition and especially because I was around him like six months every day all day long Mm -hmm. and he didn't because of the pain he didn't really sleep at night either Mm -hmm. so we didn't sleep a lot (laughs) (laughs) it was uh he'll tell a story about how I'm like it's like four in the morning and I'm like dad I'm gonna roll over I'm like can you please just turn the tv off (laughs) (laughs) cut asleep I know um so that was hard having that relationship and then him we, I went to Connecticut, and then he was only there for, like, a year, and then he moved to Florida. So, like, he got a house built, like, um, for his needs, and it's better right. for retirement. So that was really hard, not having him up there. And then my little siblings, too. Um, but I try to visit them, especially during, like, Christmas, because Florida is really nice. Florida's during really that nice time. during that time, yeah. yeah. Like, once, uh, so I always try to see him, like, once or twice a year. But... Well, I talk to him, like, every day, though. We'll yeah. texting him or call him, yeah. He's always there when I need him. As yeah. you can see, I just called him <laughs> to ask him what branches he was in for the specifics. Yeah. She was disappointed. I didn't know. <laughs> Sometimes, but. you know, just sleeps the brain for a little bit. I'm like, it was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, it, it was three branches. Yeah. Normally, there's only one. Yeah. Maybe two. He jumped around. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, you know, you graduate high school and your first thought is not to go take care of your dad. Yeah. And put, more or less, put your life on hold. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of scary. (laughs) From going to, like, 
little Wyoming to <laughs> D.C. and I'm like this 18-year-old girl. Um, yeah, it was the relationships that we built was like with his like uh, physical therapist. Oh my God, she was the I loved her. Yeah. man, she was the best person ever. She changed our lives. Who who did he have as his physical therapist? Her name was Etain. Okay. Yeah, she was the best. Like, uh, so that was even leaving then and leaving her. I was like bawling. Yeah. And they were like, "You got to go home." I was like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna miss you." I saw her every day. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was like it was like a um it was a good experience for a, a bad like a bad yeah. reason. I guess. Yeah. I don't know how to say that. Like, I know what you're a bad event, but it, good things came out. Yeah, of it. yeah. The yes. relationship, no greater sacrifice. Oh my gosh! This podcast, <laughs> you know, get to meet someone famous. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Bad things happen, but you know, you gotta make the best out yes. of them. Yeah, you gotta make the best out of them, and you know, while life is still hard and life is still a struggle, like you know, you figure it out. You work through things, and I mean, we're in D.C. right now. Like life. Couldn't get any better. No, like, I love DC, awesome. so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love being here. So it's great, and you know, meeting people and you yeah. know, making new friends and stuff. Like it's fun. So it's definitely. I mean, as Rebecca always says, it's a club you never wanted to be a part of. That's true. None of us wanted to be a part of it, That's but funny. we're all here. Yeah, and all family. Yeah, yeah, family and striving off of it and everything and going from there did your the experience that you went through with your dad did that kind of play a role in you deciding what you wanted to do as a career then um it kind of did um I like always kind of thought I wanted to do physical education and health Mm -hmm. um but then and my dad was always like you should be a nurse and then after <laughs> being in like that atmosphere I mean I know there's a lot of different types of nurses but I was like nope not for me I mean you're me. more or less a nurse yeah I was like so. this is not for me and I knew I, I was like oh. and I kind of thought I don't know I thought the physical education is you know being proactive kind of mm-hmm. you know getting children ready for being fit and living a life of health yeah um so it kind of just made me want to do that more because my dad was like super he was super fit and healthy before he got hurt and I really helped I think that really helped him recover mm-hmm. like the way he did um because he was in such a good health yeah so yeah I kind of shaped it a little bit I knew I didn't want to be a nurse I <laughs> <laughs> just solidified it I right actually there. was when I was with him I actually was studying for the abs fab oh yeah because I was I was gonna go to the into the guard to pay for college yeah was my original thought and then Rebecca called so you're like thank you now I have to do <laughs> yeah. that myself <laughs> I, I always like I wish I would have still I like think yeah. about it like looking back but Right. Try to give back in other ways. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're here volunteering, so. That's true. At this NGS the best event. Military organization. Exactly. Yeah. So there's cool. there's other ways yeah. to to do all of that through. Yeah. Whatever it may be. And you said um, you were nine. I when was your nine. Yeah. I 
I was nine. I have a younger sister who's 15 months younger than me, and so she was eight. And then I just turned 20. So it's been... Well, that's a pretty, like, I mean, that's a big developmental age. Yeah, it was definitely weird. But I... um, It was a good time in my life for it to happen. Because... I mean, I had my routine and everything, but then, like, if it happened when I was, like, a teenager, I would have probably been a wreck. Yeah. More I than I was. That. Yeah. And, like, at nine, everything is kind of still, like, the world's yeah. at your fingertips. Like, the world yeah. is this this magical place to an extent. Yeah. It's like, you don't know good versus bad, yeah, you know, necessarily. True. But then... Um, I was talking with Caleb uh, a little while ago when I recorded with him, and, I mean, we both said that, you know, that that became our normal life. Yeah. Um, And that we we grew up knowing nothing but, like, that wounded side of of the military, and, yeah, that's how it was. And then, um, I mean, we talked about the struggles, too, of I didn't move away for college. I still live at home. But he moved away, and so that... You go from a high stress life, a high stress lifestyle, being like involved in all of that, mm-hmm. and then when he moved out, it he was like, oh, I have all this free time on my hands. Yeah, and even like yes. I see that in like my my life now that I'm like you know an adult now and you know forging my own path. Yeah, and so it's like okay, well I have my schoolwork, I have my job, I have well my internship, I have the podcast, you know, all, I have all of these things. But once they're all done, it's like. Okay, great. What what do I do now? Because <laughs> like, yeah. you know we're we're used to just going, going, and going, That's and going. True. And so once we have downtime, it's like we don't know what to do. Yeah, I didn't think about that. It was super interesting. I'll have to talk to my siblings because my um, my dad had uh, three younger kids. Yeah. And uh, my sister, I think she was like nine at the time, and then one was like six, and the other one was like four. Yeah. So that, like you said, that's all they've known. Yeah. So they're just used to it. And if you're just used to it, it's yeah. so different, um, like, leaving. You know, like, yeah. you have that lifestyle, and then you're like, okay, well, there's so much of the world. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've seen a lot because we've got to go on some amazing trips and stuff. But there's that whole other side of the world that you haven't seen of... I guess you call it normal life. Yeah. Like you don't you don't have that injured side anymore. Yeah. And so it's like, what do I do? Like, <laughs> like what do I do? Like I'm used to like, you know, doing all these things. Okay, so this is probably gonna be a stupid example. But so when we we live in Florida, we go to Disney all the time. And so we had a we have a dog, and he used to be my dad's service dog. He just mm. retired, and he was Aww. this like little six pound dog. Well, when you go to Disney, you just, you know, you're thinking of just walking around and, like, you know, being in this magical place and everything. But I was always the one because when you're walking, you, you don't necessarily just look at the ground and see a six-pound dog, like, yeah. you know, walking. So I would always, my dad would walk, the dog would walk next to him, and I'd walk next to the dog. So, like, you know, people... Yeah, people would see it. Right. And dog would not get stepped on this yeah. <laughs> but now the dogs are tired so it's like okay well I don't have to like you know You're, walk like, next to the dog go there. yeah That's I don't so have funny. to do that anymore so it's yeah. like 
there's so much that I mean that was a stupid example but like you know little things like that it's like once you get out into like I, I keep wanting to say the real world but we're in the real world right now too yeah. <laughs> but once you get out into the world you're like okay well you know that was my normal but that's not you know the way normal is going to be yeah. now and so it's like that huge transition where like you had your normal and yeah. then you had the transition there oh, yeah. and taking care of your dad yeah it was huge uh different social yeah <laughs> i was like friends 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 in high school and then just hang out with my dad <laughs> which was great i loved it we played a lot of video games so. yeah and see, like, I did virtual school for oh. from 7th grade all the way to 12th grade. So um, I, I was at home. I yeah. was at home. I was able to be home. I was able to be with my family. I was able to, you know, help out when I could yeah. a little bit more. I also did, like, 15 hours of dance a week, so that took yeah, a lot of my time geez. out. But, um, you know, I was able to be, like, that made our family closer together. Yeah. And so it's like when you leave, you're like, okay, I have to make friends. Like, going yeah. to college, you're like, oh my goodness, there's so many so many people here, and you have yeah. to try and make friends with them, and, yeah. you know, just sitting next to the people in class, and you're like, oh, well, uh, maybe we should be friends so you yeah. can study or something. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, so awkward. Yeah, you have to figure out social skills, and, yeah. and then people... It, it annoys me sometimes, but then people are, like, you you know, you, obviously our stories are so different than, you mm-hmm. know, anyone else's. And so when you're there and you say, oh, yeah, my dad was in the military and, you know, it comes up in conversation or whatever, because it always, it always yes, does. Yeah. And then there's so many questions that people ask and I'm like, you know, I know that you want to hear my whole life story and what I've been through and what happened to my dad and everything, but I'm like, oh my gosh, can we just not, can we be real That's here for so once funny. and normal people? But yeah. Like, it's, listen to my podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah, here you go. If you want to hear my all my yeah. story, here you go. Oh That's my so gosh, funny. yeah, I need to start doing that. <laughs> and then you explain it all to one person and then the other person next to you is like, wait, what happened? Yeah. And you're like, I'm not extremely. Like, there's it not again. an easy way to go. No. And I do too. I get it all the time. They're like, How did you come to Connecticut? And I'm usually just like, mm, College. <laughs> <laughs> and the end, when I don't have a lot of time, I'm just like, College. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, They, they get it, but to an extent, they don't get it too. Or actually, they don't get it yeah. in general. They don't. They try to get it, but they really don't get it. You have to live the lifestyle to actually get mm-hmm. it. And then um, they try to be like understanding and everything, but it's like, no, <laughs> you still yeah. don't get it. No. So yeah. it's definitely weird and and crazy to to look back at and think about and be like, I lived through all of that. Yeah, and it's crazy how, like we were saying, it was a while ago, but it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like it. Oh my gosh, I know. And I think because you said we are still living and right. seeing their pain and what they're going through. And like 10 years is a blank. Like yeah. It, it literally has gone by so quick. Yeah. And. Well, and your dad has been through so much in that time period too. Yeah. So 10 years is just you know, completely gone by, and I'm, even, like, time just moves so fast, I'm, like, 
I'm almost done college. Yes. Like you're working on finishing yes. your college, and yeah, yeah. Once high school, it's like, whoa. oh my gosh, time is just gone. Then I was telling my sister that because she's getting her, she's gonna be a junior in college. I'm like, enjoy it. <laughs> it flies <laughs> by. It's gonna be gone soon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. It's insane. So the last thing I always ask, and it's the hardest question. Everyone struggles. But I've been struggling so <laughs> What piece of advice would you oh. give to another military child? Oh. Of like similar situation? Or similar just situation in life in, life, in general. <sighs> life of a military child, what would you tell them? Um, kind of like what we said, I guess just enjoy the time that you have with your family yeah and like just growing up with them and sometimes like it stinks you know if they have to go somewhere or you're moving again or Mm -hmm. um it's a hard it's a hard life um but just enjoying the time you have with them and I guess that's anybody because like we said it flies by yeah and there's so many times where I'm like oh I wish you know, I wish maybe I did live with my dad, or maybe I wish I did this. You know, just take the, if you have the time, take advantage of it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's some pretty good advice. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on Thank and you sharing your me. journey and your story. And We're, even if it was difficult, it was yes. great. <laughs> sorry, I appreciate you listening. <laughs> I tried. I appreciate Thank you for having me, too. This is yes. awesome. I've only... I like you on Instagram and you on <laughs> Spotify, but I never got to officially meet you. So yeah, it's, awesome. it's nice to officially meet you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child in Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.